0: Hi, folks. Welcome back. This is Mike Callahan again. Uh, appreciate you taking some time to listen to the podcast, and I want to give a little quick shout out to Jeff Devereaux at No Veteran Left Behind for the support he continues to provide to us. I've uh, got a real interesting uh, individual in the virtual uh, audience, uh, virtual studio today, uh, and I met uh, Wendy Clem, is her name, through a through a friend of ours, uh, Tom Stevens, introduced me to. Him. To her, and I'm really glad he did. She's uh, got some very interesting uh, experiences, background. She's a journalist, author, editor. So doing a lot of writing. Uh, works heavily involved in the community. She's a cancer survivor, so there's a lot of great stuff. And actually takes time to work with elections and helping people uh, in the election community. So very engaged in the uh, in the community overall, and. Uh, active with supporting veterans and veterans needs and and in uh, a variety of things so I'm real happy to have her uh, in the podcast today and I'll shut up and if you would Wendy tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hi Mike happy to be here and happy to have made your acquaintance through Tom. Thank you. Um, what to say about me? Um, wow I guess I learned a lot from my parents (laughs) Uh, they were consummate uh, community volunteers they were curious always I remember my dad in his 70s wanting to go to get his cards read because he was wondering what the future held and I remember at the time I was about 40 and I thought why would he care about that but that was the level of curiosity that dad had he did clowning in the community with uh, Kiwanis they did hospitals and store openings and my mother had a long history of great Ability to take shorthand and work as a secretary. She worked for the schools here and um, she worked on elections and I followed in her um, uh, footprints and I've always had, I guess, just a curiosity about life and people. And I guess if I had to describe myself as a journalist I would say I did finally go back and get the degree after pussing with this for, I don't know, 30, 40 years, 50. I think I was 54 when I got my degree. Um, I, I tell people stories. And um, it's not too often people ask me mine, <laughs> but I, I feel uh, honored and um, an obligation for transparency and to empathetically tell people's stories. I'm a child from the 60s. Uh, I uh, uh, demonstrated and marched uh, when things were wrong and that's how I grew up. And uh, I guess to this day, I'm still raising people's conscience consciousness about uh, uh, people and groups and events that need that attention there's so much fake stuff out there in the world today that i value transparency and authenticity and i i really try to walk that road myself and i try to help others find it
0: that's really great thank you for for the work that you do in that area because <laughs> it is so so critical and so important to continue to stay active and and, uh, and making things visible when they can get pushed under the table, so to speak. Right. So right. What, uh, what would you, uh, if we're, the audience is predominantly veterans or returning citizens, people uh, getting out of the institution and trying to get back into the workforce and, and that sort of thing. What are some thoughts you have about what they should do or avoid doing as they're making that transition, do you have any, some of the experiences that you've had or what you would recommend they they consider doing?
1: Well, you know, I did a little bit of research. Um, I, as a region of the local DAR chapter, um, we've worked with homeless, with a shelter, homeless vets here in my community. And um, I was a little curious, I, you know, when I've been in the building, I've asked, them, their personal stories. I guess it's just the journalist in me, whether I'm writing a story or not. Um, And I I also work as a volunteer on Cancer Action Councils, and I see the effects uh, health-wise that a lot of veterans have as a result of things like Agent Orange. Um, And, uh, you know, I guess that the best advice that, as a as a fellow human, that I would offer, is uh, boil it down. Uh, be real. Uh, be authentic. Uh, but be but be true to yourself. Because we each, especially when we've got a few decades in, you know, we each have our own. Um, baggage. We have our own health issues. We have our own interests. I mean, it's not always negative. It's There's a lot of positive in there. And I would encourage uh, people to, uh, you know, take it a bite at a time, um, a day at a time. Sometimes it's just so overwhelming just living a day. And if anything we've learned within the last two years uh, that we've had to deal with is this constant feeling of fear, paranoia, um, uh, you know, it's just been, and and some of it I don't even think is is real. I, I think a lot of it has been politically motivated. Uh, There's just, there's a lot of stuff out there, and I know this as a member of media, that you're being told to accept as gospel, and they're playing you.
0: So, uh, Wendy, you talk about encouraging vets to, you know, really essentially take it one day at a time, and and that there's a lot of complexity in, in, in all that's out there, and it's really good advice. What uh, what other kinds of research have you come across, and what what other thoughts do you have about um, how we deal with the complexity of being a veteran these days?
1: Well, um, I, there's a there's a general consensus that the VA is very disorganized. Um, I looked up a lot of information on AmericanProgress.org, uh, and and we have a different. World today for our veterans than maybe what was more traditional. Not that it was ever easy or traditional per se, because each world war certainly had different technologies, different mechanisms. Um, but it's it's different today in that. Uh, We have these huge numbers of suicides, uh, alcohol addiction, depression. We even have sexual assault issues that are more at the forefront. Um, We've we've got um, the global war on terrorism, where battles tend to be smaller and sometimes quicker. Uh, They... Uh, This has been going on for about 20 years, but what results and contributes to PTSD are multiple deployments, lack of adequate rest in between, um, sometimes increasing suicides by 50%, according to the experts. Um, And uh, women serving have their own unique issues. Uh, including including fallout caused by sexual trauma. Uh, As of 2019, uh, they comprised about 20% of our forces and about 15% of those in Iraq and Afghanistan have experienced additional problems due to their gender alone. Um, So uh, your standards of enlistments have changed. Uh, There's not a draft. There's more females joining Some have pre-existing physical or mental conditions. Wars and tactics have also changed, uh, more from clearly defined fighting strategies and lengths of battle deployment um, to ongoing dedication, unclear borders, often fighting multiple groups simultaneously, um, and enlistments get involuntarily extended. Uh, It's, it's complex. And when we have um, um, injuries, it's uh, the medical advances have contributed because injuries that historically killed military members don't always do so now. Uh, But rehab and the emotional mental toll needs to be dealt with. So um, we, we need to kind of think outside the box. And maybe we need to do this every time there's a world engagement or there's some complexities involving battles in our lives. Um, it certainly had changed between World War One and World War II. Um, and now we're dealing in the technology age. Um, there's more there. Uh, when you add the pandemic on top of everything, um, we've certainly seen a lot more mental illness. Uh, its I, I think I heard a statistic the other day it had increased 40%. Uh, it's, it's a big world, but it's so much smaller in so many ways to us. And But where we need to keep it smaller is where we're helping each other, where we're not overwhelmed, when we're doing more for one another, but we're also doing more for ourselves. And sometimes these veterans just need to know they're not alone. There's other people, even if they weren't in the military, that might think the same way they do and understand where they're coming from. And that's where the empathy and the help has to come in.
0: I really like what you're saying. And um, I think that... um maybe we'll we we'll kind of close on that note that cuz these issues that you're you're bringing up I mean there's they're huge and there's a tremendous amount of effort to, to try to address them but the more we can encourage people to have empathy to take it one day at a time to look for help it's out there and to help each other mm-hmm. we can make some progress cuz you got it they they dealing with change is he's huge And it creates all sorts of anxiety and and frustration, but have faith that there are people like yourself and other folks that are out there that are looking for ways to help. And we all want to help uh, veterans make this transition. So. Right. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, you've got a lot to say and a lot of interesting (laughs) research. And, um, we should tell the audience that we had a little technical problem so if this is a little garbled we we had to, we lost our connection a couple of times but hopefully we we pulled it together and and made things work okay so
1: It's been my pleasure Mike thank you so much and thank you for listening
0: Absolutely and
1: thank you for taking the time have a great okay. day You too Bye 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 now